Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt filling in for Mark Killian on today's episode, and I'm joined by Jude Wilson, of course, uh, Holistic Wealth Manager at Centrist Financial Strategies, serving you throughout Florida with offices in Orlando and Bradenton. You can find us online, planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. And uh, Jude, it's uh, good to hold down the fort with you. Mike not able to join us today as well. Our our two compadres a little under the weather, so we will forge on without them. Absolutely. I, I don't know if they were hanging out together or what. I had one too many shooters. Uh, you know, We're going to have to find out what's going on. That's right. Yeah, that's a, mm, we need to do some detective work after this. Maybe get those guys in trouble. No, just uh, just joking. Um, well, we wish but them I, I our wish best. I wish them both well. I hope yes. they feel better soon. Of course, of course. Uh, but we'll hold down the fort in the meantime. Time, and we've got a really good show on the way for today's episode. We're talking about taxes. And now this wasn't the most exciting thing for most people, but it's going to be really important. And we're going to look forward, not so much look back at taxes. We're going to look forward. So many people spend time looking back when it comes to taxes, right, Jude, and not enough time looking ahead. You are absolutely right. That's why at the firm, we're pretty proactive as part of our planning regiment. You know this. We have the GPS Wealth Navigator, that's our holistic plan. And a module in there is all about taxes, trying to be proactive. And that's what we're going to do a little bit on today's show. So we're going to look back at 2020 as well and see what tax implications have occurred. Also talk about what's changing in 2021. Some of the things that you need to be aware of to answer any and all tax-related questions, at least most likely as it pertains to your situation as you maybe are retired or approaching retirement and kind of in that phase of life. So let's start with stimulus payments, Jude. And I know that at the time of this recording, we're still in a little bit of limbo of what the next stimulus payment is going to look like and when it's going to come through, all that kind of stuff. But over the past year, the stimulus payments that folks received, are are they taxable? Are they going to impact people's returns in some way? Great question. Holy cow. Over the last year, there's been so many things that have happened in the tax code with the CARES Act and the SECURE Act. And I can only imagine people who don't do this for a living, their heads are spinning. And people who do do this for a living, their heads are spinning. But with the stimulus check specifically, if you're worried that that's going to increase your taxable income and you're going to have to pay more taxes, don't worry. That's not part of what the regulations say. The IRS is not including stimulus checks as part of your taxable income. So therefore, it's not going to increase your taxable liability. So really no concerns there over that having to come right back out of your pocket. That's stays in there. Yeah. And, you know, one other thing I I would be remiss for not saying some people still have not received their 2020 stimulus check. And so if you haven't received it and you're filing your tax returns, you may get a notice from the IRS saying something about a recovery rebate credit. What that basically is, is they've acknowledged the fact that you didn't get a check and either they're going to increase your refund, or if you do have taxable liability, reduce that by the amount you should have received in your taxes. Again, that's the recovery rebate credit. 
I always love learning something new, and my folks are actually in that category, Jude, so I can't wait to pass that information on to them after we're done recording, because they were asking me just the other day, of, hey, did you guys ever get your second stimulus payment? And uh, and, and I had to tell them, yeah, we, like a day later <laughs> after they announced it, and they were like, oh, we still haven't gotten ours. So Hey, tell mom and dad no charge. They don't call me anytime. Oh, perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. I can't wait to pass that on to them. So good stuff about stimulus payments. And is it sound to you like no changes to that third one that's coming out same kind of deal where that won't be taxable the, the same deal okay. yeah they really want to stimulate the economy and they don't want people to be worried that part of that money is going to be called back so i don't foresee any change in that at all very good all right let's talk about tax brackets because i know that's another element that has seen some change over the last couple of years. Are 2020's filings going to be any different from what we did for 2019's taxes? And then what about looking ahead to uh, the rest of this year? What do we need to know? Well, you know, it's good that you asked that because there's a lot of confusion around this. You may recall under the previous administration, there was the Taxpayer Relief Act that changed the tax brackets. And so a lot of people were surprised when they did their taxes for the first time in 2018, because they weren't aware that the brackets had changed. Fortunately enough, the brackets are still the same. And unless something changes with this current administration, the brackets are not set to change or expire until 2026. So the thing that people should know, though, is with the inflation calculation, there's a little bit of change as far as the standard deduction and the width of the tax brackets. So the tax brackets are still the same. Just like your job, you may get a cost of living adjustment. Well, the brackets got a cost of living adjustment, if you will, inflation adjustment. Very good. I always find that difficult, Jude. I don't know if most of your other clients do, just trying to keep up with all the changes of the tax brackets and where I'm going to fall in and when one one shifts a little bit direction with that tangible impact of that percentage increase or decrease than it feels like. It's kind of one of those nebulous things that uh, it's hard to feel the impact when it's first announced until you really kind of see it, you know, how the paycheck changes over time, I guess. Oh, my God. There's so many levers that the IRS can pull. And if this is not something that you do for a living, it can be totally confusing. So even myself, I don't do my own taxes. And I know we're going to talk about that down the way. But I see a professional do my taxes. Oh, yes. All right. So we'll call that foreshadowing. Very good. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that some more in a moment. Something else I think we should bring up when we're talking about tax tips recap of 2020's taxes and looking forward into 2021 was part of the CARES Act allowed some additional charity donations to be deducted? Can you give us the lowdown on on what that change entailed? This is a really good one. I'm excited about this because it's not only good for us individually, but it's good for charities. So there's not a lot of people that know this. When normally you're filing for taxes and you are giving money to charities, you have to file not a standard deduction, you have to itemize. And so with the change Under the previous administration, the standard deduction grew so large that it's been recorded that 88% of people no longer itemize. So to get that deduction for contributing to a charity, that's pretty much had gone away. But with the CARES Act, now if you're filing standard, you can still get a deduction for contributing to a charity up to $300. 
And so it's not a lot of money, but hey, every penny counts and it's something that you couldn't do before. So this is good for us as an individual and it's good for charities out there that are hurting. $300 is $300. And if it helps re-incentivize some people to give who otherwise might not have, having you know been able to get the tax benefit before, that's an all positive thing all around. So fantastic. And then again, that's the standard deduction. So you don't have to itemize in order to still get that deduction. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So it's simple, but it could easily be missed if you didn't know it existed. Very good. All right. Required minimum distributions. This was supposed to be, Jude, the big news of 2020, right? Like with that first act that came down, this was like the big change in RMDs. And then COVID happened and RMDs kind of got changed and shifted again. So now that we have, what, different ages to worry about and then you didn't have to take them out in 2020 maybe. What's the recap on RMDs as it relates to 2020's taxes and also looking ahead to this year? Walter, this is how I know you and I are both nerds, because we both got excited about this. <laughs> We're the only ones. Only ones. You know, most people are getting are excited about the Super Bowl win. We're talking about taxes and RMDs and totally <laughs> thrilled about it. Uh, so you're right. It is a big change, and it's going to affect people who were taking out required minimum distributions. And let's just pause for a second so that we're all on the same page as far as that's concerned. The IRS gives you the ability to put money in retirement accounts like IRAs and 401ks and 403bs, and you get a tax deduction for that. But what the IRS giveth, the IRS also takes away. So traditionally, at age 70 and a half, if you weren't taking money out of those accounts, you would have to take a required minimum distribution so that that income could be taxed. So you got a benefit on the front end, but on the back end, at least a little bit of that money had to come out so that it can be taxable income for the year. And some people, believe it or not, don't need that income. So they're being taxed on money that they weren't going to spend in the first place. That's why that required minimum distribution sometimes is a little controversial for seniors. Now, with the passing of the CARES Act, we've actually moved the required minimum distribution age from 70 and a half to 72. And so it's postponed people having to take that required minimum out of their retirement account. And that's pretty powerful. Very powerful. You can see the kind of impact having to take those elements out of your account versus being able to leave them in. What a big difference that can make in a year-to-year change. This is also something you don't want to get wrong, right, Jude? Because the, the IRS really wants you to take those distributions. So oh, this absolutely. is one you got to pay attention to as they are changing the rules on. This one's like can't slip by you. You got to keep an eye it out. It cannot slip by you because the IRS has the right to penalize you up to 50% of the amount you were supposed to take out. So you should be looking at your end of the year statements. You should be talking to your financial advisor or tax preparer about this because you don't want to make that mistake. Yep, absolutely. All right, so we've covered so far stimulus payments, the tax bracket changes, the extra charity contributions and deduction that you can get even with the standard deduction, RMDs, the changes that have happened there. What about the home office rule. I've always been hesitant to take the home office deduction because I heard, you know, it can get you it can get you audited and it has all sorts of different rules and stipulations that you've got to follow, but there's been some changes on that front, right? 
Yeah, my friend, I think you erred on the side of caution and you erred correctly because it is a red flag for the IRS because so many people have abused this in the past. Here's the long and short of it. Now that so many people are working from home, we get this question quite often. Jude, do you think I'm going to be able to take a home office deduction? Heck, I'm on Zoom all day long in in my little room. And the answer is no. Unfortunately, if you are a W-2 employee, you're getting a paycheck, then don't even think about it. That's not allowable. But if you are a small business owner and if you have an area that's dedicated solely for the purpose of business, the business that you own, it is a strong possibility that you may qualify for that deduction. Now, I say it's a strong possibility because you really should. This is an area that is kind of controversial. You really should see a tax professional and talk to them specifically about your situation. That's a good point. Yeah, so it's still still be careful with the home office stuff because it can still trigger concerns at the IRS world, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So again, I, I think with all the things that we talked about today, it's good to see a professional. One of the things that we do in the office with our holistic plan, the GPS Wealth Navigator, is there's a whole module in there that's dedicated to what we call the tax map journey. It looks like a real map, and there's seven stops on the map where we interview clients and find out if there's an opportunity to take advantage of some little-known tax rules to maybe adjust things for them to reduce their taxable liability. Sometimes there is, and sometimes they're not. For instance, when we talked about the RMDs, we have been helping clients do Roth conversions now so that we can reduce the effect of RMDs in the future and create tax-free income. That's just part of the planning that comes with our tax map journey. So, you know, what I'd like to do for those that are listening, we have a copy of our tax map journey and what we call the three tax filters. How does money actually come in and be taxable? Pre-tax, post-tax, and what we call tax favored. So we've got a free download just where you go to the episode of this podcast. Just click on the link below to get the free download and you'll get the tax map journey and you'll get the tax filters. Again, you just have to look at the show notes or the description section of your you know, podcast app, wherever you're listening to the program, and you will find that link to that excellent resource. Very good. Again, you can do that again by going to the uh, podcast app and check the show notes section and you know download that, be able to interact with it, and a fantastic tool for many people to utilize. You can also call if you have any questions or you want to, uh, you know, if you're uncomfortable clicking and filling out things online and going that route, you can always call. If you want to get in touch directly as well with Jude and Mike at 800-779-4592, that's 800-779-4592. You got a certified financial planner, an MBA as well between the two of them. Mike brings a bunch of tax experience to the team, of course, with his CPA background. Jude's the Roth guy, of course. And so (laughs) between the two of you guys, you got us well covered, all these changes that have been going on 
last year and spilling over into this year as well. Last but not least, Jude, any uh, any state-specific things that Floridians especially should know about any changes? We talked a lot about like federal and you know national-level changes. Anything with the state that's changed this year or next year? You know, Florida is pretty tax-friendly. I think that's why we have so many people moving from other states. So there's really nothing specific about Florida that our current clients who who live here in the state have to worry about. But the things that we talked about in this show and a few others should be top of their list. And again, seeing someone who is a tax professional is so important. Absolutely, it is. No doubt about it. Well, again, if you want to reach out, call 800-779-4592. And you can, again, check the description of today's show. And you can uh, access the great resources that Jude was mentioning a moment ago. Jude, I uh, enjoyed filling in for Mark today, and we held down the fort even without Mike. And uh, let's do it again next time, shall we? Can you believe it? Hey, just the two of us. (laughs) We made it through. (laughs) They left us the keys to the kingdom, and we didn't burn it down. So fantastic. (laughs) Thank you, my friend. I really enjoyed it. Chat with you soon. For Jude, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time on Plan Wise Retire Free. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.